This is an NC Baptist resource. For more, visit ncbaptist.org. Welcome to the NC Baptist Podcast, the podcast designed to engage with ministry leaders around topics that will explore approaches and resources to help us be on mission together. It's because of your generosity that this resource is available. Learn more at ncbaptist.org slash give or contact us at communications at ncbaptist.org. Thanks for tuning in to the NC Baptist Podcast. I'm Alex Hugo, College Ministry Strategist for North Carolina Baptists. Today, I'm sitting down with Alicia Jones, Missionary and On-Site Coordinator with the Roma Peoples, and Teresa Jones, Stateside Coordinator um, with North Carolina Baptist on Mission for the Roma Partnership. Today's topic of losing students in our churches for the right reasons may seem totally backwards, but this is one of the goals of student mobilization, connecting students to mission opportunities. Today, we're going to chat about uh, some opportunities to serve overseas. Thanks for joining me today, guys. Thanks for having us. So would you guys both introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do specifically, um, and a little bit more about the partnership? I'm going to let my mom take that question away. Well, um, I am the partnership coordinator for uh, Baptist on Missions Roma Partnership, and I work to mobilize and send teams to work in three countries with Hungarian-speaking people, of course, Hungary, Romania, and Ukraine. And uh, I work with churches all across our state, and even we've had people outside of the state that join us for this. So those teams, they go, and um, we've had medical and dental teams. We've had construction teams. We've had outreach and evangelistic teams that work with Roma churches. And one of our biggest projects is English Bible camps in public schools in Hungary. So I'll let Alicia tell a little more about that. Yeah, so I'm the missionary on site um, that's receiving the teams when they come, but I really am overjoyed with um, helping them plug into what God's about in these areas that my mother's mentioned because I'm there all year round. And so I can see uh, where God's at work and where we can join Him. And um, yes, the, the opportunities abound everywhere we go in this part of the world. There's great hunger uh, for the truth and, and the gospel itself and understanding how to apply that. A lot of opportunities for both evangelism and discipleship. But one of the greatest opportunities God has given us in 2012, the government in Hungary decided to allow schools to pick their organization that they wanted to upkeep and run their schools. And 49 schools at that time chose our partner organization, Hungarian Baptist Aid. And because of that, we had an open door um, starting in 2012 to share the gospel in all of these schools, preschools, high schools across the country of Hungary. And um, I think one of our greatest joys together with my mother is watching how God is changing the communities that we're able to uh, share the gospel with in the summer through the English Bible camps. I work with my ministry partner, a local Hungarian uh, young woman. In the schools, there's two or three that we work all throughout the year, and we also make some visits, especially around Christmas time and Easter, to some of the other schools that we have good friendships with. Um, so that's a little bit about what we do. That's awesome. And so specifically, what are some of the opportunities that students can step into? Um, there's a lot going on. So what does that look like for, for either a student or maybe a young pro to, to come in and join with you guys? 
Um, yeah, the really cool thing about what has happened in my life is that I went um, on a short-term mission trip through the Roma Partnership before I was ever a coordinator of it or anything uh, as a student. And I got to do that because um, my parents had gone the previous year on a short-term mission trip through the Roma Partnership uh, that Baptist Mission had established. And um, I think that students need to go and see what God's doing in the world. And the best way to do that is to just answer his call to go for a few days or a week or a 10-day trip and and see what that's like. Um, I don't know, Mom, if you want to comment to, to how that all happened in our family specifically. Well, it was not something that we planned or thought was going to happen, but just quite honestly, I opened um, – up to an invitation that I received to go and go to Ukraine, actually, and serve with the team. And my husband and I went that first year. And then the following year, Alicia was already, she was a college student at the time. She was headed towards seminary, and she really wanted to go back with us. And so it was really an amazing thing that God did in our family as we served together and went on a a mission trip together. He began to work in Alicia's heart and showed her where he wanted her to serve there. And so that's one of the things I would say about this is it's uh, these teams are a great opportunity for a church to partner with the school, and they're a great opportunity for families to come together. And out of that, we see young adults, we see teenagers and young adults that come and join in this work. And then it's up to the Lord to work in their hearts and to call them to what he wants them to be doing. That's awesome. And I, I want to come back to that kind of a little bit later, too. Um, but Alicia, I was wondering if you could even share some stories um, from your time there of ways that you've seen God working, um, things that He's done through through the ministry. If you could just, yeah, share share some specific stories of what's going on right now. Yeah, the opportunities, like I already mentioned, are just abounding in every corner of the world where I live and work. Um, and there's a new challenge uh, since the war in Ukraine. Um, that really has opened up the doors even wider, I would say. But returning to the schools and the opportunities we have there, what's really neat is that some college students have come on like uh, summer teams that we did for a couple of years. And I saw them get really involved and enjoy working with all ages. We took them uh, to several of the schools. They got to go across the borders into Ukraine and Romania, where we're also working with Hungarian-speaking people. And they got to connect. But uh, what I really long to see is some students that are willing to give their uh, a year or maybe two years of their life to uh, get involved in a particular community because I, I know lots of communities and I know kind of where they're at spiritually and I just wish someone could be a witness there for a while, you know, and kind of stand in the gap to to get to know the people, to love on the people, to pray for the people because um, I can do that from afar but I'm, I'm seeing lots of regions and lots of m- movement that I wish that we could join God and what he's doing in these places. And so uh, it's a really amazing thing that our partner organization, Hungarian Baptist Aid, has um, presented an opportunity since they took over the schools in 2012, and there's not many taking advantage of it, and it's that they will help to provide for a person if they're willing to come and 
teach English or partner to teach spoken English in any of these schools that they run. And um, I have had a few um, friends over the years that have been there for a year or two, um, but since COVID, it's kind of emptied out. So there's lots of open doors for for this. And uh, I think if a college student comes, the, the partner organization is making everything that they can possible for it to be a good experience and to have things ready. They're, they're offering housing for that person. They're offering some, we could call it pocket money uh, for their time there. And when they get in the schools, uh, the schools are glad to just use them in the different English classes to build relationships. But one of the primary goals of all of this is so that someone can build relationships with the people in that school, whether it be the students, whether it be the parents of the students, or even the teachers. And being a, a Christian witness while teaching English. So that's the opportunities we have. And um, I think in the way of, of stories, the cool thing is, is I've been doing some of that, but like at the same time, the schools at large jumped in to help when the Ukraine crisis broke out. Mm. And we were going uh, to the border crossing, and we were some of the first faces that some of the Ukraine refugees got to see as they crossed the border, maybe even in the middle of the night. And we were there to give sandwiches. And um, it was really cool because from uh, that experience, I got to run into other people that were scattered all over Hungary doing uh, the same kind of work that I am. And we met up at the border. Um, so the the neat thing about um, our partnership with our um, partner organization there, the Hungarian Baptist Aid, is that they're a network in and of themselves. So you're a part of a something bigger than yourself, even though um, maybe day to day you might be in a community. And they have um, everything from like a shoebox uh, action that reflects the um, the compassion shoebox effort, and we'd love to take boxes across every Christmas to the the poor children in Romania and Ukraine that we now have relationships with from the other parts of the work that we've been doing together. Um, so I think the interconnected of it and and just the the opportunity to go deeper with people is is two of the great parts about uh, what God has already set up before we ever showed up. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I know we were talking earlier about being in the schools is not necessarily uh, the the end goal, but it's it provides access to a community. Um, and I didn't know if you had any times where that's been really, really sweet to get to know a family through a school partnership or a school relationship. That is my story in so many ways because the community that I have um, kind of invested the most time in is because I saw God at work. We showed up with a team from my church, Fairview Baptist, um, just south of Raleigh. Uh, in 2014 to run a summer camp. And obviously God was already at work. Um, but that week we got to just share the gospel intensely with um, about 120 students, the, the uh, teachers that were at the school, and of course the principal and leadership at the school. And at the end of the week of these English Bible camps, we typically invite the parents to come and watch their students present what they've learned that week. Great opportunity to reach them as well. And at the closing program that year, uh, we were blessed to have the leader of Hungarian Baptist Aid come and also share the gospel in their heart language at the end of our program. And when he did, he also gave an altar call. And the first um, 
response, the first person to stand up, was the principal's wife and the principal following close behind. They gave their life to Christ, and the principal, who um, he himself grew up in a home where both his parents were teachers in a communist country, um, and they could not even set foot inside of a church. And what he saw in the leader of Hungarian Baptist Aid and then in our team and in the efforts of that week was love. And he said he'd never experienced love in that way, and he knew what real love was about after that, and he wanted a part of that. He got baptized shortly thereafter, and and she, about a year and a half later, and they have pushed ever since we uh, got to the community. So we we moved there shortly after because we were like, hey, there's a lot of people here that want to know about Jesus. Uh, so together with my ministry partner, we uh, moved to that community. We were looking for a place to move to at the time anyways. And um, they've pushed for, let's plant a church. Let's gather others that want to learn more about Jesus. And so now we've been able to be a part of a church plant effort for the last four and a half years. And um, praise God, since March, we even had regular Sunday morning meetings. Um, and it, it's just incredible to see what um, sharing Christ leads to, because sharing Christ leads to people accepting Christ, and people that accept Christ want to be a part of a church. They want to be discipled. Uh, so the opportunities abound in these schools. The initial vision of the president of Hungarian Baptist State at the time when he took on these schools is, what if we could plant a church in all 49 schools? Wow. Uh, there's a building already. No one's telling us what we have to do with that building. So that's the vision. That's the hope. And and it's about lives that that would otherwise uh, not hear the gospel and not be able to respond to the gospel. But now they can because there's a gospel witness, not just in churches in certain cities in Hungary, but there's a witness in their school, in their community, right down the street. That's awesome. I would add to that because uh, I'm working with the churches on this side, and I've seen what it's done for our church because we have been involved with Alicia in the same community since 2014. So our church has built relationships with people in Hungary, and people have gone back year after year after year on that team. And we have Alicia there as not only a missionary from Baptist on Mission, but Alicia is a missionary from Ferry Baptist Church. She went as a college student. And so we have our person there on the ground, and we send our team every year. And we have literally seen children grow up. We've been going all these years. They started, some that started as first graders have graduated from the eighth grade. We have some high schoolers now that we connect with. And we have seen their lives be impacted by the gospel and those families and those communities. And we are limited simply by the fact that we don't have enough of those missionaries on the ground, those young adults on the ground that would go and be in the school during the school year and then welcome their team, a team from either their church or another church that would come and partner with that school. And so we, so far through the partnership, have connected with probably eight to ten schools in the country of Hungary, but we have the opportunity of about 50 uh, schools that we could do this same thing in. So there's the opportunity for young adults. Yeah, that's a huge need. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's really cool how you're talking about the, the continued partnership and the continued relationship. I think there's an opportunity for really healthy ministry in that and Um, maintaining those relationships. Yes. The joy of it has been that not only have I taken on trying to disciple a a 
almost retired because that's what the principal was, almost retired when he accepted Christ, and now he is retired, he and his wife. Um, I've also been joined by my pastors, by um, older people and younger people from my church uh, back in North Carolina. They're every year for at least a week investing in them together with me. Um, it's, it's just a great joy. I always say there's no better way to be on mission than together with your family your church family, your parents, whoever it is. That's awesome. It's always so encouraging to hear how God is using NC Baptist to reach the nations. So in fact, let's take a quick break and hear of a focused prayer initiative for 2023 where North Carolina Baptists can commit to pray for the nations. Prayer is our first and primary strategy. Join other NC Baptists on mission together for a focused prayer initiative throughout 2023 to pray for unreached people groups in North Carolina, NC Baptist missionaries, and church planters. Visit PrayNC.org to sign up for weekly emails and download resources or text PrayNC to 919-925-6525. Follow at NC Baptist on social media and download the NC Baptist mobile app. Thank you for committing to praying for the nations. Welcome back. Uh, We are going to continue to chat with our guests, Alicia Jones and Teresa Jones, about the Roma Partnership uh, through Baptist on Mission. I want to come back to something that you guys have kind of talked about Um, throughout our conversation, which is being on mission with your family. Teresa, you are not only a mission partner with Alicia, but you're also her mom. One of the things as we talk with college students, one of the conversations that always comes up is um, that family, you know, loves to have their students nearby. Um, They love to have uh, a say in, in what their students do. And a lot of times some really valid concerns come up about wanting them to be either close by or maybe use their degree that they just finished. And so I was wondering if you could just kind of speak to what it's like to be Alicia's mom and partner with her in ministry, maybe even address some of those challenges and share some of the joys of being on mission with her. I'd be happy to because I can honestly say it's been an amazing journey and we didn't envision it at the beginning. You know, I said, yes, I'll go on a mission trip. And here, 13 years later, my daughters lived in another country for 10 of those years. Um, But the joy is um, amazing. And we would, both my husband and I would say, it far outweighs anything we could have dreamed or imagined for Alicia, what God has done. So I would say to other parents out there, the first thing is just to trust God And, you know, we have to do that all through our children's lives. When we take them off to school when they're little, we're having to trust God because they're seeing and doing new things for them, and they're no longer right under our feet. And I will not say it's necessarily an easy journey to let your child go and live in another country. Um, And for us, neither of us were coordinators at the time that Alicia uh, started going with us over in Ukraine. That's where we started. And in 2012, my church took a team, and Alicia had been preparing. She felt the Lord calling her to go and start a preschool there. 
And we went with our church team, and we left her there in Ukraine in a gypsy church with Roma families taking care of her. And I'm going to tell you, it stretched me, but it was a journey as much for me as it was for Alicia. And um, I will say that it was not without pain in my life or her life, because if she were telling her story, which I'm kind of stealing her thunder here, but um, six months later, she had to leave that location. And as God would have it in his providence, I already had a trip scheduled to see her. And what I ended up doing was going and helping her pack and move from Ukraine to Hungary. And so I've seen God's hand all along the way. I've seen the Lord speak directly to Alicia and show her exactly where he wanted her to serve. And so it is a journey of trust for a parent. And um, I would also say that it's a journey of knowing that God is greater than we are. He can protect them far wider and further than we could ever protect them as parents. And we can rest in that. I cannot honestly sit here and say it's without some anxiety or some worry. But um, I think we, as parents, we always worry about our children. And we can also expect that they're going to have struggles because that's promised to all of us in the Bible. Um, We are told that we're going to have struggles, but God is always with us. Jesus is with us. And for her to travel all over in a vehicle at night, in the middle of the night, in a foreign country, even going into Ukraine at 2 and 3 in the morning in this last year, that is God. That's God at work protecting her. And I know that I can trust him with her. The day the war broke out, actually, in Ukraine, I had had great concerns leading up to that point as to being a single missionary, um, literally one hour from the border, but living on the Hungarian side. And um, I remember clearly calling my mother because the Lord spoke to me after my day of work and a Zoom call and everything um, through an email that I was copied on that Baptist on Missions Director Richard Brunson had sent to Hungarian Baptist AIDS Director. And it was just one line that we know the war broke out and we're ready to help. And the Lord spoke to my heart and uh, reminded me of a, a thought out of the Bible in the book of Esther that for such a time as this, he placed me right there. And um, I think that's what being on mission with God is often about, realizing that he's in charge and he's providential and he doesn't make accidents. So I was living there for a purpose. And once he showed me that, I I called my mom and I said, I couldn't do it without tears, Um, but I I said, Mom, you don't have to worry about me because God's got it. God's got it, and He wants me here, and if He wants me here, He's going to protect me, whatever may come. And and I told her at that point, um, I think we might have a big job to do with this war, and um, you know, it's it's still going on, and I'm thankful to be right now in North Carolina resting a little bit. But we we spent the six months from the outbreak of the war until September seventh, facilitating many people from North Carolina and even, like she said at the beginning, all over America coming to meet medical needs of internally displaced people and just physical and spiritual needs uh, where we could of people as they cross the border. So yes, the answer is 
the journey with God requires trust on the part of the one going and on those sending and on those releasing, uh, like the name of it, losing their students, um, lost for, for the best cause, I do believe. And it's to join God where he's at work, because where he's at work and where he calls us, that's the best place for us always. And I, as a parent, I can honestly say I've gained a whole lot more than I've lost. That's really sweet. It's really encouraging, I think, to me to to watch your relationship and not only watch you be mother and daughter, but partners in ministry. And so I'm just always really encouraged to to see that between you two. So Alicia, um, for a student that might be considering spending one or two or three years after their college graduation in Hungary in a school partnering with you, what are some some challenges that you would have for them to consider? What are some things they might want to be thinking through, some conversations they should be having with mentors in their lives? Um, and, and what are some things you would say to encourage them? Those are all good questions. Um, I, I love that you mentioned mentors because even in my preparation, um, I was I was first in prayer with God, but I was also seeking out the advice of mentors in my life. Um, and I think that's that's a great um, way to to uh, explore what God has for us and understanding His call. Um, I do think His call is very important, and obviously His His words are very plain when He says, "Go and make disciples." Um, but I think for me, as a young person, I was ready to go, but I was asking God, "Okay, where where do I go? What do I go and do in order?" to put this into action to disciple others because I had learned from a young age I can disciple people sitting in the in the seat next to me in the classroom I can disciple people on the college campus where I go to school some that had come from other parts of the world and all of those were exciting parts of my journey um, but I think responding to God's call when you are ready to to go and, and start your life, so to say, you know, like that point, you finish college and maybe you've got a degree and it's like, okay, what's next? Then I think God is faithful because he's a good God and he's going to answer if you just ask him. So where is that exactly that you wanted me to go? And that's exactly what happened in my life. I had just started uh, my first semester at Southeastern when uh, my church decided to take this short-term mission trip to Ukraine through the Roma Partnership, and um, I was I was one of the first to sign up. I was ready to go. I mean, uh, I love working with my parents. I love doing things together as a family, um, and it it was really cool because the the summer before they had been, and when they came back, like they showed me pictures, and and I was like, wait a minute, that can't be Europe, and and like that kind of poverty just doesn't exist over there was what I was convinced of, and so that night when they showed me those pictures, I I literally went to my room and just prayed for these people because I think prayer is actually the first step and most important step for being on mission with God. And as I prayed that night, I, I like told God, I was like, well, if I could ever go see these people and, and join my parents and what they're passionate about, I would, I would love to do that. You know, just take a peek in was my thought, but God had other plans. And it was on that first mission trip there that he really called me in my heart, showed me he's at work here and he wants me to join him. And what an invitation, right? I would just say to students, like, listen to what God is is doing. Be open to it. And his call is often just to join him. You're not going to accomplish the mission. He's the one accomplishing it. But you are going to be able to enjoy it and be a part of it happening. And uh, that's what I felt like that week, more than any other mission trip I had been on, just personally. It, it, it just fit. And then 
the other crazy thing was is when when I sensed in my heart that maybe I should like go there, it didn't exactly fit with everything I was thinking. Uh, it wasn't exactly in the 1040 window that I had learned about. And I was preparing uh, for missions with Southeastern and excited about that. Uh, but But God showed me that maybe his plans and his thoughts are greater than mine. Um, and maybe I should listen to him instead of figure it out myself. And, um, and he didn't require anything other than prayer from me. He just spoke to my heart while I was still in Ukraine on that 10-day trip. And I said, just pray, just pray. So that's what I would challenge students to do. If they happen to hear this podcast or if there's a pastor listening that, that wants to encourage a student, then just tell them to pray. That That is the path for getting on mission. That's the path for joining God on uh, his mission. And so I would, I would challenge them to pray. Another thing I would just say is that one of the greatest challenges of uh, foreign missions is learning a new language. I just want to say to any listener, that was one of the greatest joys of going on mission with God to a foreign nation, of a new language that expanded my mind in ways I never knew it could, because uh, a language and a culture are are combined. They're intertwined. And um, in learning a new language, I got a new part of my brain because it works in a different way than what I grew up knowing. And um, although it can be scary and something a little bit intimidating, um, God did a miracle uh, on the day of Pentecost, and he can do that miracle for you or for me if we ask him to. And um, I do believe it's because God was gracious and answered my prayers and did a miracle with me that today I can live among Hungarian-speaking people and actually understand and communicate with them as well. So I just want to give that as an encouragement and a challenge to anyone considering going somewhere where maybe English isn't going to be the best language for communicating the gospel. That's awesome. Teresa, do you have anything to add to that? Well, I just, back to your question about as a parent, I was thinking back to the day that we left Alicia in Ukraine and um, how difficult that was for my husband. I can remember hanging on to her and crying. But um, I never imagined that the two of us could be on this journey that we're on now with being able to be involved with so many people, helping them to be a part of what God's doing in those countries. And that is a joy. When you're on mission with God, it replaces any other joy in life is to be on mission with Him. That's really sweet. Thanks. Anything else that you want people to know about this partnership? The one thing I can think of is... um, If there are students that are heading towards seminary, uh, Alicia did do this through Southeastern. Uh, She started that way. Now she's been on the field for many years, but she was able to get credit for her time there. And that is still an option for students that are headed toward the mission field and want this as part of their uh, credits at Southeastern. That's wonderful. Yeah, I think that that hands-on experience, the on-the-field experience, is um, really, really valuable, and um, it's a really neat opportunity that students have for sure. Yes, and I went for two years, and and now I've been there ten. So it's a great way to honor God with your life. I think to say, you know, I'll, I'll give it a good try. You know, and, and that's what that two years was for me. Obviously, in a situation of mobilization, we love to send people out well. 
And here in North Carolina, for college students, a big part of that is the go-to initiative, challenging young pros and recent graduates to spend two years in a strategic disciple-making context after graduation. And so, Teresa, do you want to talk a little bit about if a student wanted to join in on this partnership and serve um, the Roma people, what would be some of the first steps in that? And um, if you want to share any more of what that would look like. Okay. Well, we do have that on our website um, at baptistomission.org slash go to. And they'll see there it says teaching hungry. So there is a little bit of information there. There's a couple of videos that shows you, tells you a little bit more about where you'd be serving, what it looks like in Hungary. There's a lot of images of Hungary. There's a form on there to fill out just to indicate that you're interested. And then once that was filled out, I would contact um, the applicant and set up a time to interview. Both Alicia and I would visit with them and get to know them and see what they're interested in doing. And then we work with our partner organization, Hungarian Baptist Aid, and try to find the right place for them to serve, as in a school. And I'll let Alicia share a little bit more what that would look like in Hungary as far as what some of those opportunities are among some of the schools. Yes, the country itself is full of great variety, really. And it's incredible to see how God's working in in different areas, from urban areas right in the center of Budapest, the capital in Hungary, to the countryside, which is where I've planted my life uh, in small villages that are couple thousand people. But once you're in a school in this kind of community, then you are in the center of life for that community. I mean, that is the meeting place in the town uh, is what I've found. There's there's also medium-sized cities that we have schools in that, that those schools, one of their main motivation for having an actual native English speaker like in their school practicing English with their students is that they are the best school in the town and so they'll have the best draw and so people will want to come and send their child there and once they're there God has blessed us with this captive audience for sharing the gospel Uh, so I think anything that um, is a passion of a student outside of, of connecting with people can also be used effectively, whether it be in an urban setting or a, a small town or somewhere in between, because these schools are, are open to us as, as missionaries to their schools, doing after-school programs, doing a parent club, inviting in parents, or, or meeting with teachers, or connecting with someone one-on-one in the community that may have the same interest as us. So, so whatever a student's interest is can be put to good use for the gospel in these villages, in these towns, in these cities. And what I've seen this war in Ukraine do among Hungarians is heighten their sensitivity to spiritual things. So I think the door that was already opened for us in 2012 to enter into communities and minister in schools is now been kind of widened because their hearts are open, because they are frightened by what's happening in the neighboring country. And the only answer we have to human fear is real fear of God. And so they're ready to listen and learn, how can I fear God so that He can take away the fear that's in me? So I would just say, come, more students come, now's the time, and trust God because He's in charge. Well, thank you so much, Alicia and Teresa. Really appreciate you guys being here and sharing your stories and your ministries and know that we love partnering with you guys and are so thankful for the work that you're doing. 
To learn more about college ministry, visit ncbaptist.org slash college for resources. And for more information on student and graduate opportunities through GoTo with the Roma people, go to baptistonmission.org slash GoTo. Because of the generosity of NC Baptists, college ministry services are available to NC Baptist churches. Our team would love to empower churches to make, multiply, and send disciples among college students so that every student in North Carolina has access to the gospel. Let's be on mission together. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for joining us today. Because of your generosity to NC Baptist, this podcast, along with other helpful resources, are made available for you. Learn more by visiting ncbaptist.org slash give.